I'm Michelle. I'm Chris. And I'm SP from the Starling Tribune. A podcast member of the Gonna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at gunnageek.com. And get ready because geekiness begins in... Three, two, one. It's the Digital Soup Podcast! With Jason, Adam, and usually Dave. Featuring lots of geek talk about technology, movies, music, gaming, and more. And your first mic, Jason. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to Digital Soup. The only podcast allowed the fast lane within the new net neutrality guidelines. <laughs> it's good to be on top. Oh, yeah. Now, joining me on our 50th episode today. That's right, 50, five, zero, almost right. my age. Can you believe that? <laughs> almost Join- your age? Okay. Uh, uh, well, I'm almost that. Okay. That's what I should have said. Sorry. Uh, joining me is Adam, usually Dave. Hello. What's up, gentlemen? Not much, not much. What'd you do? <laughs> yeah, what did you do? <laughs> One of the greatest scenes in any movie, I gotta say. Uh, when Tommy let's... Boy rips the door off. Yeah. No, or no one uh, David Spade rips it yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 just pause this. I want to go watch it real fast. All right. Yeah, I'll all be right. back in about an hour. Let's see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> an hour. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna watch an hour. Have you ever watched? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna watch good, all right? of it, you know. <laughs> well, we're getting off uh, track here a little bit, but we do have a fun-filled milestone show today. Uh, we got some great stories we're going to be covering. First, uh, NASA, they're sending out some signals to our alien overlords. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, Apple, once again, is in a legal battle, you know, trying to protect our privacy you know that but you know they're in a battle again and hawaii you guys know about hawaii right i've heard of that yeah. yeah did you know that they hate star wars huh that's that's what i heard we're gonna be talking about that uh much more too <laughs> um you know what hey but before we begin here we would like to welcome back someone who almost gave up on us after the, we, you know, basically destroyed his last visit with our technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> he is one half of Shutter Time with Sid and Mac. Let's yep. give a warm welcome here to Mac. Yay. Yay. Oh, look at that. <laughs> was that a standing ovation or what? That was a standing ovation. <laughs> I oh, said. Oh, oh, or as Adam oh. says, a standing O. What? You haven't invited me here? You invited the little sack of skin? (laughs) Sheesh. Well, we heard you were busy, so we just invited Mac today. Oh, I I got my vodka, and I'm ready to to go. (laughs) So lay it on me. Classic Captain Poland. That's right. Get the hell. Just move your ass. Jeez, man. Stop, (laughs) Stop crouching the chair. Man, that's rude sometimes. I tell you, sometimes. some people, sometimes. You know, we we like him though. He, he's he's good people. Oh no, of course he's he's good people. I mean, he he beat Godzilla's ass, even if his ass oh, was on yeah. fire. 
But yeah, yeah I was last ask time he was fighting went. Godzilla, and oh yeah, that was it was it was quite a story, I tell you. But yeah, no, <laughs> thanks guys. It's uh, it's uh, it's lots of fun to be here again. Yep, and this uh, one's going to sound great for our listeners and yep, for you. I hope so. I We're definitely open for myself. So better production value here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That episode was pretty good, though, wasn't it? Yeah, the sound was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best we've had. It was such a bummer because there was some great conversation that happened, but mm -hmm. what are yeah. you going to do? What are you yeah. going to so, do? We, we can't so, dwell on the past. we got to look towards the future. So you guys are swimming in turkey gravy now? Uh, we were. Yeah, we were about, what, four days ago? Four days ago. So yeah, when's crazy. the Canadian uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, we, we have it earlier. I always forget. Mm -hmm. July. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's their Christmas. That's oh, our Christmas. Yeah, that's Canadians right. have that's gravy whenever they want. Yeah, yeah gravy I mean, and maple that's, syrup. That's right. It all goes together on French fries. You with uh, cheese sorry, curds. Freedom fries. Love it. Yeah, freedom uh, Adams, fries. Adams oh. likes it a lot. Poutine. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Dave. Yeah. You gonna uh, start us out with uh, possibly a riddle? Well, I'm going to, and we've got uh, a couple here, but we're just going to give you one today. But the next few weeks, just so you guys know, Captain Poland felt bad because he hadn't been sending in um, guesses, and so we started doing the riddles at the top of the show and answering them at the end. And so basically he he said, look, we, we put out this stump the soup idea, and he brought a whole bunch of them, and let me tell you, they're tough. Yeah, exactly. I put lots I, oh, he's back. Yeah, of course he's they, back. He's sitting, I'm sitting right here. They're just sharing a mic. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> Captain Poland brought us uh, about six of them, actually. So we're going to share these over the couple uh, next coming uh, couple of weeks. But tonight, let's just go with this one. We'll start at the top. We'll start with what is the four-digit number in which the first digit is one-fifth the last and the second and third digits are the last digit multiplied by three. So, I'll so read simple. that again. What is the four-digit number in which the first digit is one-fifth of the last, and the second and third digits are the last digit multiplied by three? So, it is a tough one. It's a math question hey, for you guys. I know, I know, I know, I know. Captain Poland knows. I know, well, I know the yeah, answer. You should know. <laughs> you gave them to well, us. Of course I do. Yeah, if you didn't know the answers... We'd call hey, but, we'd call flag. Yep. I actually do know it though, and I'm gonna tell you right now. You guys ready for this? Sure. Ready. Eight, six, seven, five, three, zero, nine. Hey, that's my safe password. <laughs> what are you giving my password away? Jeez. So I, well, I was trying to get that vodka. You know, I knew there was some in there. So. <laughs> Janet, Janet. Damn it. Can I turn to? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, now, guys, I, I want to just tell our listeners how awesome Adam is. And uh, Adam's ready for this because he, he needs a little. Oh, uh, please. He needs his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he needs his confidence uh, risen a little bit because, you know, you know he's been kind of I'm sure whatever you're about to say is going to be a confidence booster. <laughs> it, it definitely is a confidence booster, but I'm going to have to backtrack a little bit before I tell you what Adam did. All right. So as most of you know, I manage a restaurant and I have, you know, I have a wide variety of employees there and, and many, many cooks. But there's this one cook that has always been kind of a... Uh, Kind of a little different, kind of kind of a, a goofball. Uh, he's 
He's about 48, 49, something like that. But he always says just off the wall stuff all the time. Like one of the things, you know, he'll just start a conversation. He'll walk up to you and he'll just go, uh, you going to the fair? And, that, and, and that's how he starts conversation by, uh, you going to the fair? I mean, even when fairs are not even going on. Or he'll mix it up. So, hey, did you get the Carfax? I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking you. You'll walk in and instead of a, hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, did, did you get the Carfax? Oh, man. Uh, so he's just, you know, he's, he's just kind of an, an oddball type guy. So anyway, today, fast forward to today, I walk into the restaurant and uh, right away one of the cooks walks up to me and goes, oh, my God. You know, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's like, oh, he is on a roll today. He has all day. He's only said three things to us and he keeps <laughs> repeating them over and over and over <laughs> oh. again. And what he was repeating was, and it, it absolutely makes no sense. Nobody understands what he's saying, but he would say, turkey stick. He would just be like, you know, <laughs> cooking some eggs, and he'll look at you, and I guess he would go, turkey stick. Oh, wow. Um, he would also say, um, oh, now I can't remember the words. Uh, he would also say- uh, Tire irons? Tire iron, yes. Adam knows because he helped me out here, but tire iron. And then he would also say, tackle box. Uh, for some reason, and nobody knows why, and he just he likes to make people laugh, and you know he's just a goof and everything. No, let me ask you a question, Jason. Yes is is this is this person fully within their yes, cognitive he, he, abilities he here? Is. Yes, he is. Okay, uh, that's why it's so funny. <laughs> Mind control on him. <laughs> Mind control. So he uh, he left for the day, but because. The seven hours he was there, he just kept repeating it all day. Everybody just kept saying it. You know, he's gone, and all of a sudden, somebody just would yell out, "Turkey stick!" <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I'm seeing this, and you know, the way my brain works, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta text Adam." So I text Adam real fast. I said, "Adam, can you make me a uh, metal song, uh, maybe a little bit like Metallica-ish, etc.? And I want you to just put just these words in the song." And uh, you know, I don't even know. I don't even think it was an hour later. All of a sudden, I got a message on here. He's like, "Done in Dropbox." <laughs> so, so this I, is I, what I, this is what took up my afternoon. Thanks. It, it is. <laughs> so of course, I had to play it for every single employee who was there. Unfortunately. The employee that kept saying this was not there so i'll see him on wednesday and i'll play it for him so but what did what did your employees say they thought it was the most hilarious thing they'd ever heard and they thought it was <laughs> awesome and even uh the general manager of the store uh listened to it and he thought it was oh it's really good <laughs> so adam you did a fantastic job and because of this i do want to share this with our listeners and mac uh, dave did you listen to it yep Okay, so Dave's already heard it, but I just want to share this with everybody. So it's a just a thirty second little uh, quickie here. So here we go. <laughs> now wasn't that awesome <laughs> adam where can i buy your album i love this music uh, where gotta, are you on itunes or are you on google where where are you number one turkey, on itunes yeah my new turkey stick single just dropped 
<laughs> oh, I can't well, wait to download it. I dropped it. my turkey stick. Well, the official name of the song, and Adam titled it, and I couldn't think of what to title it, and then I looked at what he titled it. It's perfect. It's called Turkey Tire Tackle. <laughs> that's the name that's of the a, song. That's not a title. That's a file name. <laughs> no, but it turned out to be the title. It's awesome. All right. Now, oh, Mac, did you hear? Uh, did you hear his uh, parody song he did for my my one video for my uh, retro pie? No. Oh, uh, okay. If you, no, if, I, have, if you, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Yet. If you go to our YouTube channel and you check out, it's the third um, video on the actual demonstration of the uh, retro pie build I did. He did this, okay. uh, you know, this uh, parody song, and it's awesome. So this guy's awesome. I, I'm gonna all these songs I have him do. I am gonna make an album out of it. <laughs> Not going to give him any money, oh, but good. I'm going to give him make an album out of it. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> so, Put it on Pirate Bay. I can get it from there. Oh, possibly. So here I thought it was some some special, I don't know if it was related to a game show or something for the 50th show, and Jason's just <laughs> razzing his, he's just razzing his coworker with, <laughs> that's nice. Come on. It's awesome. <laughs> My favorite part of making that song, honestly, when I was doing the bass part, I was playing it in drop D, and at the end of it, I just... Un, I just lowered the uh, my low string so the bass just goes <laughs> just bottoms up like turkey stick. Did you do the heavy metal scream? Was that you or did you sample that for? Some no, time? that was me. No, I thought so. That's awesome. That's why my throat hurts today. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thanks, nameless employee from yeah. Jason's that says random things. <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, great job on that. Great turnaround. Uh, you should really, you know, go on Fiverr because you can make some money with that quick turnaround. Yeah, no kidding. Little jingles yeah, for companies. Yeah, he could do it. Uh, he can definitely do it. Easy. Yeah. Hmm, make easy. some make some moolah, some cash. By Menon. I think I'm in the business. <laughs> no, you can't steal that. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, Dave, did you Actually, want to? Actually, the funny thing is. Okay, sorry. Oh uh, no, go ahead. No, I wanted to say that the the uh, if you if you have a song stuck in your head, like sometimes we do. Yep. Mm -hmm. Singing by Menon multiple times, we'll get rid of that song. Really? <laughs> yep. And it gets you. I want to get some new deodorant right now. <laughs> well, I do the same thing, but I usually go Ricola, and that gets it out for me. Huh. Hey, what usually works for me is the turkey tire yeah. tackle song <laughs> that is our new intro and outro by the way <laughs> turkey tire <Sweet>. tackle <laughs> with your new turkey tire tackle song <laughs> hashtag turkey tire tackle yeah Get it trending hashtag turkey tire tackle i'm thinking that <laughs> you know nasa nasa should have sent that up into space oh they man should have the Aliens would not talk to us for sure. Well, they, they <laughs> or they'd want to come and so kill us. Beep Zorp, what's this? It sounds yeah. mint. Meep Zorp, this is amazing. <laughs> Where is that guy? We'll take him home with us. <laughs> yeah. He needs probing. Oh, no. Bye, Menin. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got our show title, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, th I saw this and I, I thought it was interesting that you know we we know uh, a lot of you might know that back in 1977 NASA sent up the Voyager spacecraft, um, couple Voyager. different yeah Voyager yeah, Captain, two of them Captain Kirk and uh, Spock know all about it <laughs> yeah right yep. um, but they sent the two space spacecraft up in a mission into space with a basically uh, like a, a time capsule essentially of what life on Earth was like and it included a whole bunch of things from uh, photographs and notes, as well as two, you know, they call them phonograph records. I mean, I don't know if they're just vinyl like we'd play today or what, but... Yeah, I think that's um, what they were, weren't they? They were made of gold, though, I think. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if vinyl would hold up or in space or what. But yeah, basically the, these two records that got sent up. And it was just kind of interesting, you know, seeing about what some of the things were that they had sent up there. And even cooler, I found this on a, on a website called MixMag. And um, it popped up. But what's, what's really cool is that NASA has up on SoundCloud, uh, there's 19 tracks. You can actually listen to... Um, I believe it's 90 minutes worth of actual songs, um, samples of laughter, you know, different sounds from uh, of human life, basically, from trains oh, and animal yeah. calls and coming to... Coming at you for the next 90 minutes is some slow jam. Yeah, some slow <laughs> yeah. animal calls from birds and chimpanzees. No. And th- this, next one, this next one is off the EP called Golden Records. It is uh, bird squeaking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it... it, it it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, how they chose this and, and what they're hoping that these, you know, if it does find life out there, A, how, how do they know that they're going to be able to play a golden well, record? They, they etched instructions on how the record works on, oh. a, on a cover plate that go on this thing. Ah, so this thing okay. is actually, it's gold-plated copper, according ah. to the Jet Propulsion Lab at NASA. Um, and the cover is aluminum and electroplated is ultra pure sample of the isotope uranium 238, which has a half life of 4.468 billion years. Mm. And the record has the inscription to the makers of music, all worlds, all times, hand etched on its surface. Quality. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> what year was that out? 77. So, oh, oh what year was the movie out? I'm yeah. sorry. I was um, fine, looking. Close it's got to be 80. I, I wonder 80s. if they included that on there. I mean, wouldn't 1977 that be is correct. So they oh, could've... it came out in 77. Yeah, yeah, November. It would have been great if they would have sent that with mm. it. But I mean, what I thought was interesting on this, you know, maybe you guys <laughs> will look at it. Is they the 90 minutes of actual songs they sent uh, based on this website? Everything from Beethoven and Mozart to Chuck Berry, and I, I guess there was. Uh, uh, a push to try and get the Beatles some Beatles music on there, but the the Beatles record company denied the request. And mm. uh, you know why? Why would a company deny a request like that? Because well, Taylor Swift it? did too. They were going to send up a new one, but she said nope. Yeah, where I mean, I guess I don't understand from an artist standpoint why would you bother denying something like that? Because where's it going to go bad for you? You know what I mean? Pirate Bay. Well, in, <laughs> from, from from outer space. In space. Though, yeah. <laughs> Space Pirates. Yeah. Gar- oh, I love that movie. The Guardians will It was a one. great movie. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's interesting you brought this up because this is, it's fascinating what, what mankind decided to put together to send yeah. out into the cosmos. And included on there, there's a bunch of images on on the record as well, like basic mathematics and, you know, yep. kind of like a key on the, how this works and pictures of our planets and shapes of pe- and pictures of people and stuff. And Well, they do say that math is the only language that could be understood by all civilizations. Right. Mm. Exactly. That's what we think. But nobody, I, I haven't heard any opinions from other civilizations stating that <laughs> math is the universal <laughs> language. It's for us. And watching Star Trek, it's English. Yeah, Just... I mean, <laughs> that's true too. My, my only argument against math is that I mean, we can't get our stuff All right, straight. Let's hear Dave's between... argument against math. Go. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. It sucks. Just, just, it just doesn't this... add up. <laughs> <laughs> on this world, we can't even get our crap together between metric and you know English standard, you know American standard math, uh, whatever that's called. And you know, so we we've got the the feet and inches. And the rest of the world, you mean? Yeah, exactly. So we, which is true. The, yeah. 
that even can't be settled on. I don't know. Adam might agree but with this. They all, I've always heard music is the universal language. Mm. I thought love was. Nah, <laughs> all you need is love. See, that's why that's why Beatles didn't want to send their music up. <laughs> so, at, hey, because at least they were worried that that album would be out there, and then they'd have to say, "Here exactly. comes the sun," dun, dun. <laughs> and then they're oh. like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> I love it. So maybe they're afraid that Michael Jackson would really get their music rights, and oh no. Uh, because he's an alien. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah. Apple and security. Mm, yummy. <laughs> and, and another Apple incident pie. of Apple's search warrants. Um, so it looks like last Monday, Apple was actually served a search warrant for access to digital photos, emails, and everything on an iPhone that was used by the gunman from the Texas church uh, mass shooting that happened recently. Mm-hmm. And so Apple, if you guys remember back uh, a couple of years ago, had a very similar incident with the FBI after they wanted to decrypt the phone that was used by the San Bernardino, Bernardino, yep. Bernardino shooter. <laughs> the Dito. <laughs> Classic Dito. Um, <laughs> and the company had refused the agency's request to unlock it. And a lot of that had to do with um, the fact that if they were going to program a backdoor, it could be used to crack basically any phone out there. And it was basically handing over the keys, if I remember right. Yep. So um, mm-hmm. it looks like they are right back at this again. What do you guys think? Well, what I was going to say is uh, if they were to do this, you know, if they would have done it back on that time, that would have set a precedent mm-hmm. uh, for any future lawsuits that would actually then give any future court orders, injunctions, whatever you want to call it to get into somebody's phone, it would give that precedent to where, you know, they could possibly get a verdict in their favor every time. And I think that's what Apple is concerned about. I mean, uh, Apple is not pro-shooter. Let's get that out of the way. They are not not. trying to protect these shooters, these murderers, uh, these evil, evil people, but they're trying to protect the common person's privacy. And that's what they keep saying is it is a dangerous, slippery slope if you... If you set that precedent, then through the legalese, they can they can use it for other justifications too, not just shooters. And let me let me ask you guys this because I seem to remember back the last time with with the San Bernardino shooting when when the government our FBI was going after Apple wanting this crack, Apple offered to you know to say basically, hey, get us the phone, we'll open it up, and we'll give it right back to you. And, of course, they can't do that because there's the possibility of evidence tampering everything else. And the debate mm-hmm. is because the, the FBI does not want Apple to just simply unlock this phone. They want to be given the keys and the tools to be able to do that with their own team so their own team can go in and do that. And that's the concern is that, uh, from what I understood at least at that time, which I assume is the same in this situation, is that they don't want to hand over that information because once the FBI has it, there's no way to police, uh, and no pun intended, but no way to stop them from using it anytime they want. Well, it's it's beyond that. It is the because what they're what they want, the, what they would have to create, and this is what they told the the U.S. government back in 2015 mm-hmm. or, or 2016, actually, when it when they actually were going after them, 
this would basically create a backdoor to an iPhone, something they consider too dangerous. And it's not necessarily just for the for the FBI. It's this this could get out. And this is where the NSA came into it before too. And, I mean, the stuff that stuff gets out. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you protect it. If you put it in a safe, somebody. I mean, like uh, Jason just gave out my my uh, you know Captain Poland safe number. Yeah, yeah. And then that stuff just gets out in <laughs> in, in seconds. So. Of course, Apple is going to protect. I don't think Apple even knows how to crack their own phones. Yeah, to tell you the truth, hard to say. I think when you when you when you have it, I mean, I know for a fact they can erase the phone. Yeah, if it's if it's if it's locked up, they can't. They have the power to completely erase the phone, mm -hmm. but that will unlock the phone and erase it. So all the data is going to be gone. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's really that. They they don't have that feature now, but they know that they could, and they won't. They don't want to make it because it it could fall into anybody's hands. And then you've got open encryption. I mean, there's encryption just might as well not even exist on right. there anymore. So uh, it's a it's a tough thing to do because I mean, already just it's a terrible situation, and it's kind of like, well, look, we we don't want to do it, but we also understand the need for the law enforcement and to figure out what happened here. With these killers and everything so it's well, it's a real tough piece this is going to sound very cold and i don't mean it to but i don't know any other way to say it but the the thing that i i think about in this situation all time is this simply they know who did it they know the deed is done unfortunately tragically there is, I mean, I don't know what they're hoping to gain by looking at this other than just being able to say, oh, here's the reason why we think he did it based on these well, pictures and documents. I, I think what they're specifically trying to find whenever there's any type of mass killing like this is if, if it's a group, if there's yep, other anybody people else? involved, right. that, they, you know, that they can shut down so uh, future events don't happen. Um, I. I don't think they they care about his cat pictures. They care no. about, yeah, what what else uh, you know might be being planned. Have you ever watched a show called Blind Spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, where everything is connected. They they solve one tattoo on this woman, yep. which then leads to the next, next, you know, all this kind of yep. stuff. That's probably similar. They just want to make sure that you know, see if there's any correspondence with any other groups, you know, etc. Yeah, I mean, I guess as cold as it sounds, I, I'm all for Apple holding tight on this one and locking down, saying no, we're not going to do it because there's just too much risk. Oh, exactly. But he, they they already gave the. Apple gave the perfect solution. Let us unlock it and we'll give it to you. Now, don't send it to us. We'll unlock it and we'll send it back. Yes, because then that leaves uh, secure hands and there could be some tampering going on. You have Apple in a room with law enforcement, videoed, blah, 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 whatever, so that there is no discrepancy. There's Nobody can say, hey, something was tampered with. This evidence isn't mm -hmm. authentic. Apple unlocks it in front of everybody, slides it over to the NSA, the FBI, whatever. They then do what they need to do all in this you know, room. And then once they get the information they need, then they could slide it back over to Apple well, and Apple relocks it. Well, the problem, though, is it's bef it's before that, though. It, Apple hasn't created the, the ability to unlock it yet. And that's what they're saying. They're afraid of building. Yeah. Oh, so Apple doesn't even they they can't even do it. They would have to build no, it. No. Okay. Right. Yes. So in, so in other words, they would have to build the back door. They'd have to build the algorithm, the software, whatever it is, to open the phone. And that's what they claim is the problem because that can't be kept. Just nothing is kept secret anymore these days. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you you just can't. And that's what they're they're worried about. 
All right, well, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. They just don't even want to develop something that could get out there. I thought they already had the means. They just didn't, you know, didn't want right. to do it. I mean, that's that that also case in point. Apple's security right now is really good. Uh, encrypted phone, if if FBI and NSA can't get into it, and Apple doesn't even have the tool to get into it, yeah, your, your data is safe. Unfortunately, it's those you know the criminals who they don't have their rights anymore. You know. They, so go ahead. I was going to say, here's my question real fast for you. Uh, why does it seem like you're only hearing this about Apple phones? Uh, I know Apple, you know, tons of people have iPhones. I understand that. But I, why is it that um, we don't ever hear about them trying to get into an Android phone? Is it, is it because they can easily get into it and they don't worry about it? Or um, is it just it just so happens that... No phones they have been trying to get into have turned out to be anything but an iPhone. I'm just wondering, is it that good of a, is the security just as good on Android as it is on iPhone? Hmm. And they just haven't had to request from uh, Google to open up an Android phone? Or have have there been times where they've had to have an Android phone opened and they were easily able to do it? And so there's no nothing going I would, on. I'd say it's, I mean, it's so far what this is two cases we've actually heard of. Yeah. It just so happens they're iPhones. That's my guess. Yeah, and I mean, part of that could come down to just market share. You know, I don't know. That's a good point, but I, I just thought of something because I know at the county that I that I uh, live in, there's a um, computer forensics specialist that are in the law enforcement area. And these guys have the ability and means to get into phones all the time. I, mm -hmm. That's actually something interesting I wouldn't mind asking them because they're, they have uh, – they actually have fair. Have you guys heard of a Faraday cage? Yep. Oh yeah. So they make Faraday bags for phones. Oh sure. Which basically, um, so if somebody's arrested or whatever, or they 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 get a phone as evidence, they put it inside this bag before they power it on because that way it won't connect to a tower. And if the criminal or I should say uh, uh, the alleged suspect, the suspect, if the suspect has issued a command to, you know, to wipe the phone, they it won't can't. be able to. So yeah. they, they actually work with it through this bag to, hmm. it, it's pretty interesting stuff. Well, what the law enforcement could also do instead of putting it in a Faraday bag, they could just, you know, drive around Chisholm where the uh, cell reception is horrible <laughs> and uh, turn it on there and they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> or just take the guy's thumb and press it up against the button. You're in. That's the interesting thing. I won't go too too far into it, but you know, we had talked before about the iPhone ten or the X and in how that whole facial recognition is and now this company cracked it by building this crazy looking mask and you know it's not cheap to do and it's not practical, but it could be done with that facial recognition. Well then it turns out and I forget where where I read this or what the website was, but basically a mother and her young son, you know, toddler age, grabbed her phone and they look similar enough based on the facial recognition that it unlocked her phone. Oh, I think I saw they were Indian. You said right? I, I don't know what what nationality they were. I, I, I think don't... they I think they were. I think I saw the picture and it was a ten year old boy, right? I know he was young. Yeah, I just I remember 11. reading about it. Yeah, quick. I did. Yeah. See, I did see that story too. They look so similar. Yeah, look similar. And when she set up her facial recognition, it was in kind of probably you know like most people, they got home and were in your kitchen or living room or wherever, and normal dim lighting conditions, and set it up, and the lighting wasn't good enough, and it it, it allowed it to be tricked. So well, I mean, so so this is I have a solution. Yeah, just give every criminal an iPhone X. 
and record their face. And all you have to do when the dead lying on the ground, just put the phone on their face. Boom. You know, <laughs> there no. you go. Why the hell do you worry about? Prop their eyes open with fish. That's fish right. Line. Put some makeup on them, and that's it. Thinking of that, this this not too much. This is an iPhone SE. Yeah, it's an old phone. It didn't have the fingerprint, huh? Touch ID. No. no, no, it doesn't. Yeah. SEs don't don't have a fingerprint. Okay. So if we just get all criminals like Captain Poland said to get a newer iPhone with either Touch ID or Face ID. We're golden. You just take that dead corpse, put that little thumb right on there, or right up to the face. Yep. Good job, Captain. Po- or was that Mac? I, I, uh, I no problem. I, there, no problem. there's Captain. My Poland. pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Well, we kind of we, we fight. I mean, he's lying on the ground. I pushed him off. The chair. Oh, you killed Mac. It sounds like it was a real oh. battlefront too. <laughs> no, I just he's, 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 his dog is licking him. Ooh, that's gross. Oh. oh. Not there, not there, buddy. No, 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 don't, don't. Oh, oh man, I like it. Keep the peanut butter wow. in the cabinet. Oh, <laughs> classic Dave. I was going into probes. Yeah, inappropriate um, Dave. <laughs> you guys hear about Hawaii? Yeah, Hawaii. I've always wanted to go there. I had some awesome, tasty rolls from there on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hawaiian rolls. Hawaiian rolls. They're nice and sweet. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Hey, look, sounds like they weren't quite ready to say aloha to Battlefront 2. Really? They act, they had a, a state representative uh, from Hawaii. Chris Lee held a press conference to explain that the state of Hawaii is going to be investigating legislation banning games like EA Star Wars Battlefront 2 from being played by young children, hmm. both in Hawaii and possibly pursuing it on a national scale. Oh. Um, Similar to Belgium, and I'm reading this on GameInformer.com, similar to Belgium also declaring today the government has ruled against games with loot boxes that will henceforth be categorized as gambling, Hawaii is pursuing investigations whether the same idea applies in the U.S. And they're referring to this, and this is a quote from him, this game is a Star Wars-themed online casino, Lee said from the podium. (laughs) It's a trap! (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He literally said it's a trap. Now, I wonder, with the loot boxes, is that... uh... I wonder if there's going to have to be a specific component where you're purchasing loot boxes, not just like in-game drops, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because an in-game drop where you're just, you know, if you're not required to pony up any cash if, for if it. Yeah, it's part of the game. I mean, yeah, it's that's, like an arc. That's part of the game. Yeah, right. I mean, you when you no, defeat lo- lo- a, a mob or something and it drops something, that can't be what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, lo- loot boxes are basically, from what I remember, I think I played it on... Call of Duty Three, I think it was, okay. and basically whenever whenever you had you reached on a certain level or you did something in mm-hmm. in the game, you got loot boxes, right? Sure. And you got to choose. You had three, and you get to choose one. Okay. And if you chose the one that had only like cosmetic things, and you wanted a gun or a new thing sure. that that make your game better, you had to like either spin again or put more credits to get new loot boxes mm-hmm. so it's it is kind of ga- like gambling because you're you're essentially you could put more money into into the game to get the new loot boxes because eventually you'll get what you wanted yeah well and i guess that's where i was coming from if it's a situation where you're basically only spending credits essentially that you know however they want to do it be it gold coins or you know galactic credits whatever it is if you're spending stuff that you've only earned and, and your only option is to earn it through gameplay i don't have a problem with that i don't think there's a an issue with that but i'm thinking that this is this is targeting the point where you can pony up your credit card and oh, yeah. purchase more credits to then 
you know. Of course, to get more loot boxes yeah, so you can get more, get more stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that that's interesting because I guess I hadn't really thought of that until we saw this article. And I don't know who put this in here, Jason or Adam or, or whoever it was. Captain, I so. did. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's an interesting, interesting idea where, I mean, really at the core of it, you're paying money for a chance to win something. Granted, you're not going to win money. It lets you, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, it could be kind of a slippery slope, I guess, but. A lot of slippery slopes today. Yeah. 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 Really well, it is the winter season. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm wiping the dog slime off my face. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey Adam, where did you where did you say uh you were reading uh that from? Game Informer. Gameinformer.com. No, you're you're saying it incorrectly. Say it correctly. Gameinformer.com. No, you're still saying it incorrectly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know where this is going. Say it correctly, Adam. <laughs> Um, no, I refuse. <laughs> Game Informer. You know, so that less on me. Never mind. <laughs> I thought maybe I was pronouncing it wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here staring at the URL like Game Informer. Well, you're you're the musician here. Well, both of you are. But come on, say it. Say it musically. I did uh, afterwards. Gameinformer.com. Oh no, that's not right. <laughs> That was kind hey guys, of musical. Do you think Facebook Messenger is stealing Snapchat's streaks feature? Yeah, I've heard this. Some, will someone please? Of course it does. Can someone explain what the streaks feature is? I can't. Yeah, please. <laughs> well, it's this thing when you undo your Snapchats and you. No, it. it <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, streak streak feature okay, in your underwear. <laughs> yeah, streaky Captain underwear. Captain Poland does that every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's basically a feature that. Um, how would you explain it? it, it I don't know. That's why we're asking you. <laughs> no, um, I don't. I don't use Snapchat, but I know a little bit about it. Just very little. But, it's a game, right? Well, kind of. It's it's they they take your messages in a thread. So let's say the three of us had a. a you know, we've got our Facebook Messenger group, and let's say that we were messaging every single day. Um, you know, and if we skipped a couple days, you'll get notices that pop up saying, hey, we see that, you know, you've been messaging with so-and-so for at least X amount of days in a row. You know, keep on chatting to keep that conversation going. And, and so it's basically a way to kind of gamify <laughs> this chat feature and make sure people are you know sending messages to, to me it sounds ridiculous i mean well if so I the, talk the app to someone, literally yeah yeah the app pops up and says well hold on you, you hey you want to keep your streak going i see you guys are already this is the equivalent of like when you're a kid yeah and you'd throw a ball or something to a friend and they'd catch it and then you started counting mm -hmm. as you'd throw back and forth with the ball and once you dropped it, you'd had to reset, so it almost became like a goal. Like we got to keep this going. Right. This right. is really pointless. This How gets many free you throws nothing. in a row can you make? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if I was a developer on this, I'd hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Twitter has the same feature, though. It does a exactly the same feature. Like uh, every five minutes, Donald Trump gets this little uh, tweet that, <laughs> "Hey, you haven't placed a tweet in five minutes. You better do oh, another one. Keep no. your streak going." <laughs> oh, you know, no. I want to talk about it. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. No, I, I was going to say. I think that the biggest thing about it is that Facebook is so blatantly ripping off Snapchat, and and Facebook will eventually kill Snapchat one hundred percent. And it's, I mean, they've stolen their stories. Well, features. hopefully Apple can open their phone then and we can find out if anybody else is. <laughs> right. But no, I mean, when you look at it between Instagram and Facebook, 
Facebook as a company who, of course, owns Instagram now, they have stolen so many features directly from Snapchat. I don't know how Snapchat hasn't been able to just sue them and say, hey, look, this is, I don't know what, it's not copyright infringement, but whatever it would be, you know, trademark or patent infringement, whatever it is, because all of the features that you see implemented, all the new stuff coming to Facebook, Facebook Live, you see the Facebook Stories now, Instagram Stories, all of this stuff all originated over in Snapchat. And so it's really kind of, you feel bad for Snapchat a little bit, although I've never used them, so I guess I don't care too much on that front, but they are just getting aped nonstop from Facebook, and it's kind of a hmm. a sad situation where Facebook takes it and then turns it to crap. So, oh. and it's funny, be- and it's funny because because kids don't use Facebook anymore. Right, Facebook is for old geezers, old geezers <laughs> and businesses. That's right. Yeah, Snapchat Sweet. is for kids. Right. Hey, can I bring up a story that's on the side here that I saw? Yeah, this is so I'm looking <laughs> at theverge.com. They have a substitute phone designed to help smartphone addicts cope in their smartphone absence. Yep. yep. And what this basically consists of, it's a case that has these little stone balls in it so you can still swipe on a device that's not even a phone. It's like, oh, oh, this is is the new, uh, and are we going to see this next year as the new fidget spinner? It's the (laughs) new phone swiper. And they have all kinds of different configurations. So you can swipe up, diagonal, left, right. It's just a bunch of balls i can't find a... my phone somebody grab me some balls <laughs> oh, there uh, is a sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh oh hey we just got a voicemail just nice. got a voicemail should we listen to it let's do it okay are you gonna answer that yeah hold on hold on i gotta <laughs> leave them hanging i gotta make Jeez. sure i don't click on one from my girlfriend <laughs> or your really? wife <laughs> why not both hello it's mabel i just wanted to tell you boys that i enjoy the show i listen every week after my stories i do have a photography question for you today bernard would you see what has missed me up in the tissy bernard What? Ethel says if I shake my photos, they develop faster. Was she dropped on her head as a child, <laughs> or is this actually true? Anyway, I love the show. Bernard, I need you to go down to Good Fortune and get me some Paul Malls. Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay. <laughs> well, I guess there was a question in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, amongst a lot of other stuff. So yeah, that... yeah, Dave, if you shake a picture, like on your phone at least, I know if I shake it, it, it develops faster. Isn't that true with the physical ones too? Um, <laughs> what false, false statement? <laughs> uh, first, uh, so that's the question. If you shake a picture, does it develop faster? I mean, are we talking a Polaroid or? I. Yeah, well, that would be the, that would be the only really undeveloped picture, really. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, if you get it printed, you've it's already developed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's digital. Ridiculous. It's already there. <laughs> I'd agree. That question. No offense. We're glad you listen to the show, but I'm not sure I'm following. I <laughs> listen closer. I I, I think. <laughs> Put on nah. our listening ears, Dave. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean. Tell Bernard to turn it up. Well, if it's if it's if he's talking about the Instax, the the the, the Fuji Instax film, 
Uh, no, the the shaking part does not matter. Yeah, and I've always heard that was just whatsoever. an old wives' tale. That's in Polaroid, actually in the old Polaroid. She sounded stuff. like an old wife. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? Captain her name was yeah, Miss Polaroid. Be quiet. Yeah, he was just trying Steve. to say that. I was his wife. Wow, interesting. So what's what's the the answer here? No, it doesn't help. Or? I'm gonna no. say no. Although, if you want to send us a video of you taking photos with your phone and <laughs> shaking them to see if they come out better or faster we would love to see what you come up with they call that well, since it's instantaneous how Mac, much faster can you there, there's a whole movement about this if i remember right recently yeah, there is. the what is yeah, it the, icm is that what it was uh, called yeah it, in, it, yeah intentional i camera thought it was ibs movement? yeah no not ibs yeah, the, yeah, that's the one. Intentional <laughs> camera movement um, where you the take... The word is movement. Yeah, movement where... And, 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 you get, and you get movement afterwards. You, you move your camera while you're taking the image and it creates a blurry image. And if it's done well, it can be beautiful, but uh, usually it's not done well. It just looks like a blurry photo, but... Um, yeah, movement. Yeah, so, yeah, but we'd love I to see some... I got a case some... of the sugar shakes, and now I'm going to try to take a photo with <laughs> right. my camera. Yeah, we, we'd love to see some samples where you try this with your phone. If you've got a Fuji Instax or a Polaroid, I'll tell you what. Have someone videotape you and record you, and take take one picture, don't shake it, time it, take another picture, and shake the heck out of it, time it, and see which develops faster. That's the only answer I can give you, I guess. Use science. Yeah, use science. science. I, for one, am going to remain neutral on this topic. Neutral? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you want to be neutral? Hey, you don't I just want to be neutral. I just want to be net. I, I want to be net neutral about this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be negative about the whole thing. You oh, be neutral okay. and some of you be positive. Perfect. <laughs> no, we're positive. I mean, well balanced. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I totally agree with you guys. Wait, use a scientific method. If there's four of us and. One is neutral, one is positive, one is negative. Does that mean I'm stuck being high fiber? Yes. <laughs> Dang it. And low sodium, okay? Okay. Mm. I sound like no fun at all. And low sugar. Yep. Oh, man. Well, we know where Adam's going with this. Uh, it's been all over the news. The big uh, you, topic. Yeah. You cannot throw a kitten at a computer and not hit a story on this. Hold on, let me try. I tried. <laughs> a mouse came out. <laughs> now net neutrality uh why don't you explain to us uh adam exactly what this means absolutely absolutely so i mean everyone has heard of net neutrality and there's a ton of videos out there on what exactly is net neutrality so there was some legislation put in place back in the obama administration on treating the internet or internet service providers as a common carrier so in other words like a uh, like your phone company utility and, yeah so that would prevent them from basically picking favorites on who got service for what um, specifically like big companies and things like that so without the net neutrality law what they're talking about and what the big scare is um, is uh, let's say for instance Verizon wanted to have a deal with Netflix and prioritize their service. So now your Netflix stuff is streaming faster and, uh, or, or let's say that they stream it a little bit slower and you have to pay an extra $2 to, mm -hmm. to Verizon. If you want faster Netflix, it sounds like they could take advantage of the laws and basically do whatever they want. Um, mm -hmm. so the interesting, the couple interesting points on this is, and this is my, me personally thinking about this stuff. 
the net neutrality law wasn't in place up until 2015, if I read this right. And so this hasn't really been going. I mean, it's it's been going on, um, and there has been documented issue, in, incidents of um, traffic being preferred for one company mm -hmm. over another and things like that. And that's kind of where the net neutrality would address it. So what that's going to mean for us if that gets pulled out, it, it could be interesting because it sounds like everyone is really up in arms about the, you know, there's, we're gonna, we're all going to lose here, basically, mm -hmm. is what they're saying, because it'll give those ISPs all that power. Now that uh, Ajit Pai, the chairman of the FCC, is really pushing this and saying, we've got to get government out of managing internet, which I, I can't disagree with kind of the statement, but... The, the the whole thing with it though is that we are no longer protected by that basic you know net neutrality piece. So right. um, we could run into instances where let's say where I live, I only have one internet service provider option. Right. Same um, here. They could they could they could upcharge all day long for whatever you know, and they could prioritize yeah. traffic. You know, I don't know how they're going to do this with VPNs and things like that. But well, of course. Well, the thing is, you have to look at it. Like, like in Canada, we have a company called Bell. They're mobile mobility provider. They're the internet provider. They're TV provider. Sure. They have their own Netflix style uh app yep. uh, channel that you can stream tv over over the internet if net neutrality would be working they wouldn't be able to say no our channel gets more bandwidth than netflix for example right mm -hmm. with net neutrality gone they'll say screw netflix we're just gonna throttle them they're going yep. on our network our internet right right our part of the internet we're gonna slow them down to almost nothing so you can't stream anything but their system is going to work perfectly. Right. So people are going to be basically wanting so, to switch to Bell because Bell system works perfectly. So that's kind of the, the question is what are the, if let's say this gets rolled back, what are the actual internet service providers going to actually do? Because right now it's a lot of fear. Um, I, right. I, I know I had uh, one of my friends, Matt, that's one of our, our longtime listeners reached out to me about the net neutrality. And he also was voicing concerns over that he had read about over home automation because you could have home automation providers that get priority service over others. Right. And so it might cost you extra to have, you know, whatever security system on your house or home automation or Internet of Things, anything like yeah. that. This is something interesting I wanted to throw out there as well um, because the FCC is not all on board with themselves on this. Yeah. Um, I was reading on FCC.gov, the, uh, one of their commissioners, they have, um, four commissioners and a chairman. And so one of their commissioners has this whole fact sheet called understanding chairman Pi's proposal to dismantle net neutrality. And it's, a, uh, it's basically a two page document, uh, outlining what the concerns are from her perspective. So this is from, um, FCC commissioner, uh, Mignon Clyburn. And basically explains what neutrality is, net neutrality is. It's been a bipartisan bedrock for a long time. It, it treats all data and legal all legal traffic that travels over the internet should be treated equally. And she's very much um, been a very big champion of net neutrality rules. And they, she believes and continues to believe that the rules adopted by the FCC are the best way to protect. So um, what she's saying is, she, I mean, she's got this whole written statement right on the front page of the FCC saying, I don't agree with what he's doing. Here's what uh, she says Chairman Pai's proposal really does. Increases uncertainty for consumers, ensuring that broadband providers could block or throttle at a whim. Threatens innovation at the edge by allowing broadband providers to charge tolls to access their customers. 
enables offerings that favor the vertically integrated broadband providers own content and services over those consumers and innovators who rely on the internet to grow their businesses and stay informed, prevent states and localities from adopting any related consumer protections an action that which is likely unlawful, undoes the light, tort, light touch court approved title two classification of broadband internet access service that was modeled on the wildly successful approach to mobile voice it returns to an unregulated approach where broadband providers reign supreme and customers with complaints have no redress at the FCC. So um, have you guys actually heard any of the, that commissioner, uh, the Chairman Pai's discussions on this stuff? Just a little bit. I, I watched when it was when it was all kind of breaking when he when he put the statement out there, you know, essentially in his words, if you believe him, you know, guaranteeing that in 20 days from his statement, they're going to wipe it back. But I, I haven't heard much. Mm. See, I, I haven't listened to too much since then. And he's thrown out a lot of, uh, disc, uh, you know, kind of his own take on this, which, I mean, he's very much for this. And he, he talked about government control of the Internet. What Cly Commissioner Clyburn is saying is that uh, limited rules applying to the residential broadband service delivered on a broadband provider's own network is um, does not include other services offered by broadband providers. Let's see. Oh. That didn't make any sense. We can strike that. <laughs> um, um, there's government control. This is what she's saying that his, she's trying to decipher his jargon here, and it didn't really make sense there. Um, so in other words, heavy-handed regulation, according to Pi, when he talks about heavy-handed regulation, she she says this is a synonym for burdensome regulation. So limited yeah. rules to protect consumers and competition. So basically, you've got a commissioner here releasing this big public statement, anti you know, removal of net neutrality. Right. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about is, so what's, what's your take on this? Do you guys think that this, the companies that are behind this or that are internet service providers, do you think they're going to take advantage of uh, the, the lack of the net, of the net neutrality being revoked and, uh, and just charge way up for stuff? Mm -hmm. Or do you think there's going to be some that are, have literally really heard the message of the uh, American people on this who have been really, going after the FCC and trying to, uh, well, there's been so many complaints, thousands and thousands asking the FCC to save net neutrality. Mm -hmm. Well, if I can interject here real fast, uh, a lot of people don't understand, even with, you know, everything that you just said that there's still going to be some people that don't understand what this means to them. And, um, I read this, uh, I can't remember where I read this, but it explains it, uh, very, simply for those that cannot, you know, that are not technical, but they still like to utilize a lot of the um, services that are out there, is picture it like, picture it like uh, a highway. You have a one-lane road and you have an expressway. Now, you can drive on that one-lane road, um, but the speed limit is 55 miles an hour and it's going to take you a lot longer to get to your destination. And then you have the expressway. Now you have to pay tolls to get on and off, well, to get off of that uh, expressway and you can go 80 to whatever, 85 to 100, whatever uh, it is on that expressway. So you're going to get to your destination faster. And why that was utilized is just so the average person could take a look at that. That is what the uh, internet service providers could do if net neutrality is uh, thrown out the door. What they can do is say, uh, okay, uh, Netflix, you want your customers to be able to stream without any type of buffering, stream all day long, uh, as many customers as you want. You're going to have to pay that extra money to get your service on this expressway. Otherwise, you're going to be on this one road, uh, this one lane road. 
and you're going to have lots of issues because you don't have the speed to handle the traffic of you know all your customers. There's going to be major buffering, et cetera. So basically, they're going to hold these companies hostage to, you know, if, if you want to sustain your livelihood, if you want your company to go, well, you're going to have to pay this extra money to get your service on this faster lane. Well, and, and in, let me ask. Go this, ahead and interject uh, real fast. Uh, uh, yeah, just real quick. I mean, Internet service providers have always had these different levels of service and these different tiers, which they charge different money for. How is to that the different? customer, though, but not right. to a, a service per uh, not oh, to like a, to their Internet backbone, you mean? Yeah, yeah, they're they're not limiting. Uh, uh, um, oh, what what do you want to say? It's to the end user. Yes, you can buy different tiers of speed, mm-hmm. but for um, once once you you have a contract and you're on the internet, that uh, you know Netflix is going you know whatever full speed. Yeah, you Netflix know, will it, be full speed, just like you know Facebook will be, or Messenger, or YouTube, or any of that. Oh, it, I I was. Taking your whole statement backwards as I was looking at it from the consumer standpoint, not from the company standpoint. Got it. Go on. Yeah. And so uh, what what this also does is this really limits any kind of uh, competition in the future because, okay, say you have Netflix and you have Hulu and they're paying all this extra money to get on this fast expressway. Well, this new company is just popping up and, you know, they got deals with all of the studios, all of the uh, television, uh, you know, whatever, networks, et cetera. And they're, they want to start uh, a Netflix or Hulu competitor. But they're a startup. They just don't have that revenue to pay for that faster lane. So now their service is going to be on the lower lane. Right. People are going to try it. They're going to buffer. They're going to cancel. They're going to go back to the Netflix and the Hulu who have that money to pay for that faster lane. Yeah, that's going to limit any you know startups that don't have all that capital to begin with. Right. And um, that that lane highway thing is is kind of an easy way to explain it uh, to you know just the everyday normal man be, uh, or woman don't want to be sexist here because uh, <laughs> you know because we respect women as you know from last episode now uh, uh, so that's you know everybody has the same access you know every company out there has the same speeds net neutrality is very important uh, like adam had said also it's not just a speed thing it's they can you know they can say maybe they're very right and uh i'm talking politically they're they're very right and they're like you know what we're gonna we're gonna either completely cut off uh these left websites or we're going to slow it to a halt to where they can't get more than two people connected to their web page. Yeah. You know, things like that. Uh, because, I mean, if, if there's no laws that say they can't do that, they're going to do it. Right. And Adam said, uh, I just want to go off of what you had said earlier, Adam, is like, well, maybe some companies won't charge the extra for faster lanes because they've heard what, um, uh, what was that person's name you were just talking about? Had uh, said, so, so maybe, okay. So maybe they won't want to do it. Well, as we've discussed before, these companies are in business yep. to make money. Yeah. Right. So they're not going to be like, oh, you know what? Let's just give mm-hmm. everybody that fast lane. We're not going to well, charge them. So this is what I was kind of wondering about before. I mean, up until 2015, they had this ability. And they were were they actually doing this as a common practice? And they are they were, actually going to start? They were. Well, in, didn't in, Verizon get in trouble for, for doing something similar? Yep. yep. Verizon, I believe... Um, Google was also investigated in in under fire for some of this, and this was back in like 2013, I think. Right. But we're talking about a uh, just a handful of incidents that were mm-hmm. documented like that, where and they were 
they were under fire for it. So, I mean, what I'm getting at is it wasn't really a common practice. Right. You know, Although are they going to you know switch, though? Uh, Go ahead, Mac. Uh, uh, all, all in all, what what makes me wonder is all this net neutrality talks is is st- centered around U.S. Right. Right. The internet <laughs> is global. Yep. Yeah. It's not. A, it's not U.S. based, and it does not belong to U.S. It does not mm-hmm. belong to Canada. It does not belong to anybody else. It's it's a whole wild wild wide bleh, wide world. Mm-hmm. So slowing down in U.S. What what's how is it going to affect the sites in in U.K. and in Bangladesh and wherever? It, it'll be right? it'll be controlled by those few large companies that have their hands across the globe. And you think I, I'm, everybody? I'm, you think the internet? It's hard to say. AT and T or Verizon has has no no. Uh, servers or routers or all across the world well, i mean what it would impact i mean if you're hosting your site in the united states then you know if you're yep. let's say if you're, you're using, yeah, using then it would impact you yeah of course yep but for example netflix in great britain is different i bet you they they have their own servers up in great britain they're not streaming stuff from the from the united right. yep. states but where it'll impact you this is my thought on it because first off anytime you can get the i mean this is going to sound very right wing but in my opinion, in a lot of cases, anytime you can get the government regulation out of situations, it's probably not a bad thing, you know, because they've got other things they should be focusing on other than, you know, well, whose internet's and, faster. But in this case. And they case, don't have a good track record of doing things great. Right, so. exactly. And so I, I'm not, that's why this is a tough one for me, because I'm not opposed to the idea of the government basically saying, look, we don't want to be the ones that are having to babysit everybody. I get that. But I also think that all it's going to take is one or two companies like Verizon did, and they were under fire for it, or Google or whoever else. One or two big companies, AOL, Time Warner, who controls so much of everything, um, AT&T, Verizon, any one of these big companies to say, you know what, the other competition is deciding they're all going to play fair. We're going to be the ones that say, screw it, we want to make sure our services are ahead and we want exactly. to take that big chunk of the money. As soon as that first company mm-hmm. does it, every other large company is forced with a choice of either falling in line and doing the same thing to their customers, or they're going to have to just let their customers suffer under slower you know, circumstances when they're using other services. I, I think though what it boils down to, you've got the the company end of it, like Jason said, where you know it could come down to Netflix themselves as to use them as the example. Um, Netflix being charged these exorbitant costs by you know XYZ provider out there um, to make sure they have that high speed connection. But then you also have the consumer side where your ISP, you know CenturyLink or AT and T or whoever it is, could just say, all right, so we've got you know the ability where. Now, and I've seen this example a lot out there where it's almost like cable, and they use this example when they came out with a statement that said, now the internet can be regulated just like the cable companies that you all know and love. I don't know anyone that loves a cable company's approach to anything. <laughs> nope. And, right. you know, no one wants no, and, to see and, that. Right. And the other thing is, I mean, you're going to start charging those companies like Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff right. extra money to be on the fast lane. What's gonna happen? Where do they're you gonna, yeah. do you think do you think they're gonna be happy paying it? No. no, they're gonna turn around and charge you more. Yep. So not only not only you're gonna have you're gonna have you pay you're gonna be paying for 
uh, more money for the internet, yep. you're going to be paying more money for the services. Right. And, and it all rolls down to the consumer in the end because... Exactly. Yeah. It's in, in, in the end, you you have a stick up your button. Right. That's it. <laughs> so As we used I, to say in my old... When I was in sales heavy, you know, and you'd get pressure, you know, the... The higher ups would get pressure, and then they'd put pressure on management, and we all, you know, and it trickle on down. We always used to say that the crap always rolls downhill, you know, and, and eventually it, it lands on the the lowest person on the totem pole, which in this case would be the consumer. Right now, let me ask you this: I mean, thinking this out a little bit, is this uh, are, are we going to see? Should this go away and these practices come into effect, are we actually going to see? Uh, much bigger. Think about big class internet service, you know, providers and and providers of just regular service. Anyway, yep. are we going to see a lot of international hosting, you know, services popping up to avoid a lot of this? Kind of like getting rid, getting avoiding tax stuff. You know, yeah. Are we going to see um, some massive data centers go up just on, just north of the border in Canada that? you know, people buy from that aren't subject to such things. You got lots of room. That's what I heard. Lots of, lots of room for fiber and things. I mean, it's really interesting. Lots of room for fiber, lots of room for <laughs> well, everything. So what are you trying to say over. that I'm big and I need a lot? Oh, you're not talking about me. <laughs> you're, no, no, no. Up north. Are you a server? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, Jason was a server. Sugar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously there's a ton of information about this and there's no super clear answers because nobody has a crystal ball right now. What we're yeah. seeing a lot of is oh, here's fear. what they could do. And yeah, there's a lot of fear around it. Here's what they could do. Here's a few things they did bad in the past. Is this going to happen? Time will tell. Um, I guess I, what I don't understand exactly is the big push to drop the net neutrality and treat it as a regular communication service. Uh, the FCC was put in place to govern radio, TV, satellite, and things like that. Yeah. Cable. Um, you know, kind of treating us the same is is good for. It seems to be good for most. The, most, this, yeah. It would but seem at the like same oh, time, I could I I could tell you why they're doing this, but uh -oh. it's it's not a political show, so okay, Captain. I, <laughs> I will not say anything. Well, the orange the orange people don't like it. <laughs> the orange people, the uh, the oompa loompas. Yeah, but that's all I'm gonna say. Well, I, I mean, I, I but we know. We know the commissioner. We know the chairman was appointed by President Trump. Yep. I don't have any clue about what why the big push, but well, well, here's uh, sorry, Dave, but I was just gonna because you're talking about this specifically right now. You, uh, when I was looking up all this stuff on net neutrality and stuff earlier, and about how there's regulations in other countries, and David just mentioned, hey, why don't we just you know, or Adam, I can't remember which one. Let's put up some servers over in Canada, etc. North Korea completely controls the internet only four percent of the yeah. populace of north korea actually has internet access and they block the government actually blocks access to outside internet sources you can't you mm. can't be in north korea and then try to go to google which is a, a you know you not, know, not they, without a they, vpn right yeah exactly you need that but so you know could that happen from uh mr orange man could he block Everything outside of the U.S. because he's in all the fake yeah, news because he's in bed. Are gonna are gonna <laughs> well, go? Well, I don't think he's gonna reach that far at all. Myself with the FCC, as much as I, I had just stated, you know, I'm I'm all for government getting their hands out of things because you know there there's a, a limit where you know things work well for that. This seems to be one of those areas that the FCC was created for. It, it's not like you're asking the budget commission 
to police internet use or, you know, something like that. This is kind of what the Federal Communications Commission does. And it seems like this is something that they should have a hand in 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 a lot of ways. It's it's weird to say. I mean, I'm... You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we no, sure should I'm, use could use some more government regulation. Exactly. Because yeah. you know, as far as as far as that. as far as President Trump, I mean, I don't I don't think we're going to see censorship in the U.S. Uh, if it is, it's going to be very underhanded because you'd have oh to basically re- you'd, have, you'd to have to revoke all media but Fox News. You'd so. have to you'd have to revoke the First Amendment basically, and mm-hmm. there's that's why we have the nice system of checks and balances with our our three branches of government. But right. Before we go well, down that route, but I any, have one other question, Adam. What were you said? It was Chairman Pai, and what was that other lady's name? Her um, first name? Mignon is how it's pronounced, but it's M-I-G-N-O-N, I believe. All I'm thinking is that these, uh, tell me there's someone named Caesar, someone named uh, like Romaine or Fries, because these people all have food names. <laughs> yeah, pie, pie, Mignon. <laughs> Mignon. What, what's up with this? I got hungry talking about net neutrality. <laughs> well, let me see who their other commissioners are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to die. I, I won't die, but I'm going to crap my pants let's just say that i won't really but no, if, nobody else if they all names. had food related names wouldn't that be something no there's michael o'reilly brendan carr jessica rosenworcel worcel it sounds like rosenworcel sounds like a bratwurstel <laughs> i guess it could <laughs> could be a bratwurst wiener schnitzel yeah i think that's at the end of the day what we want you know we wanted to bring this up and and it's a very big issue we don't have the answer here at digital soup it's something you know, we can kind of see both sides of it to a degree, and there's a lot of fear of what could happen. I mean, if if worst-case scenario comes to happen, it may be very hard for us to put this podcast out there for you and for you to consume that podcast. So obviously we want that to not happen. We want things to stay easy. But most importantly, just, you know, whatever side you land on, whatever your opinion is on it, just get your voice heard. Speak to your local representatives and, and get that out there because it's it's not going to wait until next election season, unfortunately. This is something happening within a month. You know, before we drop off this subject, just looking at stuff, because, you know, now I'm really curious why, why now that we've been talking mm-hmm. more on the push for why would you want net neutrality to be gone? Yeah. Trump feels, President Trump views this as basically the fairness doctrine. According to his tweet back in 2014, when the legislation was proposed, he was he was criticizing it because of the fairness doctrine, which is uh, that's something that the FCC introduced in 49 that required the holders of broadcast licenses to present both controversial to both to present controversial issues of public importance and to do so in a manner that was honest, equitable and balanced. So if you're going to have one side, you got to show the other side kind of a doctrine. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I've I've actually had a long-standing feud with the FCC because uh, you know the FCC won't let me be me. You know what? Yeah. So let me see. <laughs> Wait, FCC won't. Oh, okay. I, got I, you. I can't remember. I can't finish the lyric, but yeah, that's okay. FCC won't let me be. So let me be me. So let me see. Gotcha. It took me a second. I was like, wait, what were all those letters again? <laughs> You got it. <laughs> How about EDC? Everyday carry. Yeah. You Let's bet. talk about that. Let's talk about that. And and before we get into that, this, if you guys have been tuning in, waiting to hear about this big giveaway we have for episode 50, 
Now is the time to pay attention because we have some extremely cool news. We mentioned VPNs before. Um, Jason or Adam, if you want to at some point during this conversation here as we go, give a quick reminder what a VPN is, yep. and uh, we'll go from there. And we'll we'll give the giveaway information at the end of this conversation. But Adam had this topic sitting around um, for quite a while, and we've been waiting to get around to it and waiting to talk about it. And that is a topic of everyday carry items. So Adam, you why it. don't you why don't you lead us into this? Absolutely. So EDC or everyday carry is kind of this topic and it's become kind of a thing on the internet um you can actually look up there's websites de- dedicated to it and this is people showing off and collecting what gear do i take with me on a daily basis to either do my job do my hobby survive whatever it is and um the typical pictures of this stuff it's kind of laid out in a nice fashion and they say this is my everyday carry for when i'm being a photographer or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a tech geek this is my everyday carry or you know whatever it is and typically it's you know, it's your phone, it's maybe a pocket knife and a your watch, your hat, a pair of earbuds or something like this. Right. But everybody seems to have their own style, their own, you know, flavor of everyday carry, whether you're throwing it in a backpack or whatever. Um, but one of the big things, I mean, going back to like um, the whole thing with the Boy Scouts is being prepared for stuff. And that's what everyday carry gets you is making sure you have the items with you that you would need to do whatever you need to do that day. Mm-hmm. So um, I just wanted to throw this topic out and, and see make, if you guys had any everyday carry items and see if any of our listeners have anything like that. I sure do, but I want you guys to go first because mine sure. might not be usual. Mac Mac might might be close to mine possibly, but. I want to know what Captain Poland carries every day, but. He okay. doesn't need to carry anything. We know. It's one uh, bottle. <laughs> of course. Bill does it. He's one <laughs> bottle. No, that's actually two bottles. Oh, I, have I have a spare. What we size? do recommend backing up. Of course, you have to oh, back yeah. up. <laughs> and it does back up. Oh, my God, does it ever back up? Oh, yeah. And then you got to take a little bit more fiber to get it, you know, oh, loosen man. up a little bit. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, we did talk about the fiber to Canada, so. Yeah, it's yep. lots of room for fiber. All right, well, I'll jump in real fast and tell you what my everyday carry is because it's probably pretty similar to most people's everyday carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is keys. <laughs> Very it good. It is a wallet, <laughs> um, and that's basically what I carry every day. I, I really don't carry anything. Holy else. crap! You're prepared. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I, I do got I do got my dime rolled up in my uh, handkerchief around my neck. So. Well, Adam, he has his wallet, which, as any handyman will know, yep. the best tool in your toolbox when you're doing any kind of project is your wallet. Absolutely. So I guess he's kind of prepared. As long as that wallet's full of cash. Yeah, you got to go buy mm-hmm. a tool or something. Yeah. If Adam ever needs a tool, he just looks in the mirror. <laughs> Here we go. Zinger. <laughs> Let me ask you this question, Jason. Now that's your what you're taking. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I didn't yes. mention we did have a live audience here for our 50th episode. <laughs> They've been eerily right. quiet the whole time because we suck. <laughs> um, so th- that's your everyday carry to go to work? Or what is your everyday carry when you go out and about with your family? Do you have anything that, different? I don't carry anything additional. That's okay. I mean, if I'm, go- if I'm going down to Sizzler, I carry that. Uh, if I have to go down to the uh, BMV, I carry that. Huh? Tactical spork. Yep. <laughs> Tactical that's spork. a Canadian invention, by the way. 
Yes. Is it? Oh, awesome. Love it. I mean, I can I can vouch, vouch for that with Jason. Ever since I've known him, we'll go anywhere, and I'm like, don't you need to grab your stuff? I've got it. And he'll have his keys in his wallet, and that's it. That's all you need. I mean, that's really all. He, and back then, there wasn't phones, you know, much when we used to hang out a lot. And then, you know, once phones started becoming common, then it, you know, cell phones, then he had that too. But absolutely, that was it. So for me, wristwatch. Yep, I'm old. I still rock the wristwatch. But you know what? If I smart, run smartwatch. Nope. Analog. Timex. Analog. Wind. Does it wind or? Is it's it got a battery? battery. So you know, oh. watch, phone. I also have a, a cold steel folding pocket knife. I keep in my pocket mm-hmm. all everywhere I go. Because that'd be wait, so inconvenient say- though, because you would have to take it out everywhere you go because you can't carry it in. Yeah, I can. No. No, you did, set did off you all say- the uh, alarms. Where are you going? <laughs> I go to McDonald's. They got scanners. Sizzler, Sizzler's yeah, got getting... a tough security system. Okay, and now we're diving. I didn't mean to hit that. <laughs> now here we go. That's we got to get... stay in. Don't edit that out. <laughs> edit what out? You're weird. Okay, just no, keep talking. Captain pulling the washer off. Oh no! After he backed up. Oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, it's turning into a radio morning show. Oh, we are. No, no, I have a question. You, Whenever you said, those stop, I'll answer okay, the question. You said, did you say cold steel or cold yeah. steel? Cold. Cold. C-O- okay. C-O-L-D. It's the brand. I, okay, I just wanted to make sure. I thought it was knives. like some... Some kind of special steel that you use for something. Okay. No, I have used this to open so many boxes at work because that's really what it was meant for. <laughs> right. But just to, just to have, you know, no matter where you, if you ever need to cut something, you've got it. Now, yep. inconvenient if I go to a courthouse or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Right. Or detectors. Yep, Sizzler I cannot bring with the it scanners. In. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Chad knows all about those. Yep. But that's okay because up. those places, you know, if you if you see a metal detector there, it's like, oh, they don't want anything here like that. I'm going to go put it back in my car or whatever. Right. Um. So between those items, of course, the keys too. I also have a little kind of a keychain. Uh, it's called the Sh- the Gerber Shard. It's this little t- multi tool that it looks like a key, but you can use it to like pry nails. It's got a little screwdriver and stuff like that. Oh, in there. Yeah. I kind of like those kind of little gadgets. Yeah, because I mean, I, there's so many situations when you're at Walmart or something, and you just need to pry a nail. <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> that's the only place I go. Yeah. <laughs> um, usually for work, I, I throw a pen in my front pocket as well, just so I have something to write with. Um, sure. Pair of sunglasses, keeping a- it pretty simple. Uh, f- different if I'm going camping or something for the weekend, throw a flashlight in too or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, nice. that kind of stuff. You got a phone, tool. you got a flashlight. So you guys, I know, Adam, you gave us a, an example, but uh, since we're talking about this and it's going to tie in with what we want our listeners to do, can I count on, on on all of us taking a photo of our everyday carry, laying it Absolutely. all out just on a table or whatever, and do a top-down photo? <laughs> no, I, I won't be able to. My phone is going to be on the table. How can I take a photo of it? Well, Photoshop that in. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear what 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 do, what do you carry on a daily basis? Um, same as everybody. Wallet, really, cell phone, and keys. But for keys, I got this nifty little thing. It's called the KeySmart Classic. Ah, what does that do? I'm gonna Google. I'm just that. gonna put a link in the show notes so you guys Perfect. can see. And basically, what it looks like, it's uh, you put your keys in into two blades, and it looks like a pocket knife. Yep, but cool. for your keys. Cool. It's oh, nice! Absolutely it wonderful. It's the best thing keys. I've ever had. 
Let's uh, let's link. Yeah, we'll have that in the show notes, Jason. If you want to take care of that link, we'll turn that into it's how, pretty reasonable. How, okay, you I'm looking at it right it. now. You can make it smaller. There's a new version actually with a with a little um, find me thing. Um, <clears throat> there's a new version of it. But um, okay, for a car key though, how do you put it in ignition and turn it? That's a big bulky thing that would be hitting your dash, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, I don't no, have. I don't use my car keys for that. Because your car keys usually have a, a chip inside the, the plastic thing, so yeah. car keys are separate. Oh, they got those in Canada keys. too? Yeah, wow. they do. I know. <laughs> I know. We got advanced. We, we switched from mooses to, uh, to cars. Hey, so, since you, you brought that up there real fast, Captain Poland, this is something that I've always wondered, and nobody in America can answer this question, so maybe you can. So if you have a singular... Hold on, let, me, let me get him. Let, let, he's not listening, so oh, okay. let me get him. Hold on. Hey, Captain, get, get your ass here. Yeah. Come here. Nice people want to talk to you. Come here. Good boy. <laughs> okay, what do you want? A quick question here for you. So if you have a singular goose and a many geese, why do you not have a singular moose and many meese? Well, you do. Lots of meeses. <laughs> there you, there you, know, go. you have to talk to the Canadians because they, they, they have these meeses and geeses and fishes and... Bearsies and whatever. <laughs> but is it fishes or is it just fish and fish? No, it's fishes. It is fishes. I prefer Definitely fish fishes. Chips. It's uh. fishes and gypsies. <laughs> nice. no, Actually, I'm getting like hungry. Oh, how, that, I would love some fish and chips right now. <laughs> that's not how people say it, fishes and chipses? No? Oh, okay. Uh, I heard it from we, a we could. stupid Englishman. I don't know. <laughs> we were drinking not, vodka. He was drinking whiskey. <laughs> uh, something went wrong in translation i guess completely <laughs> wrong completely wrong i mean well captain yeah, I'll, I'll get the other guy what do you what, have what? in your pockets this would be pockets? interesting this will be interesting i don't have i don't have pockets i oh. have moose knuckles moose knuckles what's in your utility belt <laughs> utility belt i don't carry utility belt only little batman thingy wears utility belts I don't have utility. I don't need utility belts, man. Oh, I mean, man. So are you saying Captain powers. Poland fights in the nude? No. <laughs> he wears tights. I want to scare people. Are you? Hey, maybe that's a good idea. I could scare people to death. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll write it down. Uh, write it. So, Dave. Is, there, is there any royalty checks coming uh, if, if I use this idea? Yes, is, yes. Is, I, I get 10% it, of everything. Ah, uh, damn it. Jim. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a, a gynecologist. Nice. <laughs> no, I don't. Which, I, I, which is a doctor. Also a doctor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I'm a hilarious. doctor. <laughs> so I am Dave, a chef, not a food cooker. <laughs> Dave, what do you carry? Well, I've got a lot. I carry a lot of stuff. Oh, That's nice. Let's talk about VPNs. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. No, in all seriousness, I, I have uh, every day I, I do have the, the basics. My phone, my keys. Um, I carry everything else with me. My wallet, of course. <sighs> Those are outside. And then I do carry, <laughs> I do carry everything with me. Adam. I've got a, oh, that was. Okay. <laughs> I have a messenger style. Uh, camera bag, which is you know hangs on your side like a messenger bag, uh, made by Domkey. And in that bag, I carry everything from a small pocket knife, which is I've got a, a small Gerber knife, um, just a flip out, flip open. Um, 
inside there, of course, I have my Fuji X-T10, my small camera I carry with me with uh, the 35-millimeter lens mounted on that. I carry a second 55-200-millimeter <laughs> to 200 millimeter lens. I've got my... Micro Machines uh, voice? No, my... <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one else hears that except you guys. So I, I, I'm curious. Why are all these Americans getting knives for everything? <laughs> I, Why would you I'll be carrying knives? What, what? What? Are you are you afraid of your lives or something? What? No, no. I carry mine because I use it in my car a lot of times. If I buy something where I need to just cut the tape off or something, it, it's there for that. It's it's in my camera bag. But it's not self defense. It's it utility. Off. You can bite right through it. I mean, what, I, what, what, I did right through it. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't like to bite stuff like that. I, I've uh, cut my my lips and gums. I'm, and, I'm going to tape mine to the end of a stick if I'm lost in the forest and have a spear. Yeah, yeah. While Why you're would hanging you need off the, the edge of that the, cliff. In the forest. There is nothing in the forest. Oh, I'm oh. hunting for food. He's hunting rabbits. Be very, very careful. Very, very quiet. <laughs> Fear me, gnomes. I've got my pocket knife. I mean, we, we, we know each other. All you have to do is call <laughs> Captain Paul and he'll come and save you. Why, <laughs> why the true. hell do you need the knife for? You know, true. Captain Paul needs a signal. Oh, a Poland light. It, it'll look like a bottle uh, of vodka shining in the sky. Yeah, nah, you're you talking. tell them, Michael nah, Machine Man. Now you're giving me ideas. And I'm going to be charged uh, for them. The bloody so, so, Dave, what else do you carry no, before we get I, to I carry my away? knife because inside my camera bag, I also have, like I said, I've got my camera with one lens on it. i got a second telephoto lens. Um, I've got a small quick, uh, it's called a quick adapter, plate, a quick plate adapter for my main tripod. And my knife that I have is perfect because it fits right into the um, screw-in slot on the bottom to tighten that down onto my uh, bottom of my camera. So if I need to get into my tripod and use that, that's there. I do have my small, uh, it's, it's not the actual Joby Gorillapod, but my small bendy tripod with the spring clip for my phone and my Rode Video Mic, uh, which one is it? Rode Video Mic Me. It's the mobile phone um, version that, that lets me have better audio on my phone. That's for shooting video. And then I also have a, a device called a Z grip. It's basically just a, a larger handle and mounting system where I can mount my camera or my phone to it for shooting video. Hmm. So a lot of stuff there camera related. I've got two different small journals. I keep one that's for photo related stuff, you know, thoughts, ideas, uh, shoot information, all that kind of stuff, and one that I actually keep notes just for uh, the podcast and any other general day-to-day stuff. Of course, a couple different pens in there and a, and a pencil because just in case the pen isn't working, pencils always work. So all kinds of stuff. And then in sure. my car, I do always have two tripods with me as well. <laughs> one for my video stuff, one for my photo stuff. So I do carry that stuff is with me every day, um, in my camera bag, and then the two tripods stay in the car 90% nice. of the time. All right, time, Dave, so. you win. So, uh, give them the license. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it, it, As a photographer, and like I said, that's why I wanted to go last because I, I do carry You have the camera. most gear. Yeah, I carry, <laughs> and I don't carry my full kit with me. Every I carry day. This, a rocket launcher. No, this is just the a small camera setup so that when I'm out and about, if I'm out taking pictures, if I see something on lunch, if I've got 10 minutes, whatever it is, I've got the gear I want to at least make you know a decent photo at that point in time. So. Sure. So um, so I'm going to talk about VPNs really quick, and we're yeah. going to take this back to everyday carry. 
Um, for those that aren't aware, we've talked about VPNs before. Virtual private network. This is an encrypted tunnel between you and another server or computer, which basically can help you with your privacy. Um, so it's a, generally a recommended thing to have. Um, so your ISP or whoever else, especially like if you're in a cafe, internet cafe, connect to your VPN. Nobody can look at your traffic. Um, that being said, Jason's used an ISP, or, uh, not an ISP, huh, a VPN called Windscribe for quite a while. And I'm going to hand this over to Dave to kind of talk about this contest that we're running in conjunction yeah. with Everyday Carry. Right. And so what we did, we've been talking a little bit with uh, the fine people over at Windscribe a little while back to let them know that we, you know, kind of talked about them in some past episodes. And in, in speaking with them over a course of a few emails, they offered up to do a pretty sweet giveaway for us um, here on the Digital Soup. And so what we're going to do, being this is episode 50, um, we're going to go ahead and get this giveaway started. Now, what we want you to do, because we want to hear from you guys, our super friends out there, we want to hear what you guys carry with you every single day, be it tech, be it you know camera gear, whatever it might be, hunting, outfitting gear, whatever it is. Um, but what we want you to do to enter this, this contest is going to go and we're going to announce the winner on episode 55, which should come out. I believe the date is January 2nd. Um, so it's going to go through the month of December, but what we want you to do is line up all of your everyday carry gear, that stuff you take with you every day, lay it out flat on the floor or on a table, snap that photo, and we're going to have you send that in to us. You can send it to us via Facebook. We'll put a post on there where you can just tag your image and your name. Same thing on Twitter. We'll put a, a tweet out there with the contest information, and you can just reply to that tweet or direct message us. And we're also going to have it to Jason at digitalsuitpodcast.com email address. So if you don't want to put it out publicly, you can certainly email that in. That's all you have to do to enter is just show us your everyday carry items. Take a picture of it, send it in to us however you can via email, Facebook, or Twitter. We're going to take those names and we're going to enter them into a random number generated drawing. Now we've got two prizes to give away. Um, I guess you'd say the grand prize, the big prize, is they, our Windscribe, is giving us one full lifetime, uh, is it a membership or subscription? I forget how you'd call it. A subscription, I would say. Yep, membership license, I'd say. Okay, so we're we're giving one full lifetime membership for Windscribe VPN. Um, that's going to be to the first winner, and the second winner we draw gets a full year of the Windscribe VPN service. So very, very cool of them to do, and we're going to get this info over to them as well so they can get it out to their people. For any of you that are hearing this for the first time because you saw the Windscribe contest and you decide to come check out the episode thank you so much for listening and again just keep sending those in we're going to hammer this home and talk about it a lot between now and episode 55 but on episode 55 january i think it's the second do you guys have a calendar in front of you is yep. that the tuesday should be more prepared with this but... january 2nd is a tuesday okay yes. so that'll be the episode uh should be episode 55 which we will announce the winners on and it works well because it's the start of a new year, and that way if you win that annual, uh, the, the one-year membership, you've got the start of your new year all set up with a brand-new VPN service through Windscribe. So very, very cool of them. We very much appreciate it. And Windscribe, that is, I mean, really blew us away because we were I was reaching out to them essentially just to see if I could get them to share our episode 
on their social media since we had talked about them. And they, you know, super kind, blew my mind and, and said, hey, why wow, don't we do rhymed. a giveaway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what I do sometimes. But uh, but no, it was very, very cool of them. And, you know, we 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 love our, our audience that we have. And, of course, as you know, we're always trying to grow. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is we're still a young show. So it really was kind of uh, impressive to me and, and, and said a lot that they were willing to still do this, even though we talked about where our numbers were and stuff like that. We're not some huge juggernaut of a podcast, you know, where, where it's not. like the nerdist or something like that. I mean, we, we're growing and, and we're doing well and, and we're really having a lot of fun with it. But usually to get these companies to start doing giveaways, especially like lifetime memberships, things like that, you know, you're you're kind of looking at having, you know, numbers in the thousands and thousands of episodes, downloads. Per I'm, episode. I'd say we're kind of a big deal at this well, point. Right? You know, we are. <laughs> I, I, I'll be the voice of you know uh, humbleness, you know, through this. So, Neutrality? but it's very cool. Yeah, <laughs> neutrality. No, no, no. no. Oh, you yeah, guys awesome. are awesome. You guys are a big deal in this in this podcast. In Canada, I, thanks. Of course, in Canada and in Poland and all over the place. I mean, you yeah. guys, you guys are awesome. So. Absolutely. So that is the contest. All you have to do, take a picture of your everyday carry items and send it to us any way you can. You have until, let's call it December 31st, because we'll need a a day to get everything together and we've got some holidays in there. So you have until December 31st to send that in. And everyone we have, we're going to enter in and random drum on the episode that goes live January 2nd. So please do enter that. Go check out Windscribe. Um, very, very and cool companies. So, and you will hear more about this contest from us as we go on. We're gonna That's have right. some stuff posted all over the place. That's right, Dave. I think it's gonna geek time. It is. It is. And this week uh, on the Gonna Geek Network, we have a show that we haven't really mentioned before. Oh, the Digital uh, this- Soup. Yeah, it's us. No, shut it time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could right. we technically do that? Well, <laughs> Can we, we, <laughs> we can't plug we can't plug Shutter Time as part of the Gunna Geek Network, but we can certainly plug Shutter Time. Which Mac? I'll oh, I meant can we in. can we plug ourselves? Well, that would be kind of funny, <laughs> Just, right? All right, I'll stop interrupting. Let's get to we it. We shouldn't see what what uh, Stephen and and Stargate Pioneer say, but um, but no, this week uh, on the Gunna Geek Network. We want to talk about a show called called Pop Culture Cosmos. Um, with their most recent episodes, what they're saying is check out the Pop Culture Cosmos in December on the Gunna Geek Network as we have guests from all areas of pop culture sharing their thoughts on great holiday gift ideas and their best of 2017 picks as well. So be sure to listen to the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Gunna Geek every Monday and Friday as they break down the latest pop culture news trends and a whole lot more so very interesting sounding show over at the gonna geek network which can be found at gunnageek.com excellent well thank you right. dave uh, uh thanks for telling us all about that and then what we're gonna do let's go ahead and uh, talk about uh the weekly garnish <laughs> did you see what i did there adam i did the micro machines yep except you said nonsense dave i know. said everything well, really yeah. fast and <laughs> well, early on in the show, you were yelling at Adam for not singing the words to Informer. I've been doing my best all episode. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I tend to jump around. <laughs> jump up, all right. jump up, and get, and get down. down. Yeah. What's up with the weekly garnish? Well, I wanted to share this. I meant to share this last week and uh, totally, totally spaced on it. So I wanted to make sure and share this. My wife was out in D.C., uh, what, two weeks ago? 
just before Thanksgiving. And in one of the keynotes she was at, they had a, a very cool quote up there, and she took a picture of it and sent it to me because she thought of Digital Soup right away, and, and I really love this quote. Um, what it is, it says, everyone who's taken a shower has had an idea. It's the person who gets out of the shower, dries off, and does something about it who makes a difference. So a very cool motivational quote in its own right. But why she thought of Digital Soup is that this quote was from Nolan Bushnell, who was the founder of Atari. Ah. So, so if the person gets it, gets out of the shower, dries off, and does something about what? About their, their idea? idea, yeah. Or about their shower, like, oh, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> the water yeah. pressure was low. Yeah, well, it could be. They had an idea <laughs> to fix something. But I think it's a good point. Anyone that's a creative, be it a musician, a photographer, painter, you know, graphic designer, doesn't matter. Um, you know, everyone, when we're in the shower or, you know, we've all got those moments where we all have ideas all the time, but really the, the people that are successful within the, the people that are recognized as being a creative or, or someone that gets stuff done are the ones that just simply act on their ideas. And so to me, I, I thought it was a great quote anyways, but the fact it came from well the founder said. of Atari made it kind of a, a double digital soup bonus for us. So I just wanted to leave that quote for you guys this week. And what I, like I, what I think is funny here, uh, this listeners is from the guy who watched 14 hours straight of antique roadshow because the remote <laughs> was over by the television and he didn't want to get up and get the remote to change the channel. That's not true. <laughs> Come on now. It was Arrow. <laughs> no, that's something you would want to watch. <laughs> yeah. I was saying you didn't want to watch oh, the Antique yeah. Roadshow. I, I, I don't mind a little Antiques Roadshow now and then. PBS Cooking Hour as well. I enjoy nice. that. I'm a well-rounded person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just look at my waistline. <laughs> Very well-rounded. Okay, guys. Well, it's about that time for us to wrap up. So, listeners, we appreciate you. We love you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Please check us out at digitalsouppodcast.com. There you can find all of our information, social media, additional articles that we've written just for our blog. Um, you can subscribe to us there, leave us a comment, etc. as well as uh, um, interact with us on all of our social media stuff. We would just love to continue our conversation there. Remember, we're going to have this contest running for the Windscribe and the Everyday Carry, so definitely check that out. We're going to have some links out there. And I want to thank our guest, uh, Mac, today um, for joining us thank again. You. Thank you. We really awesome appreciate again. it. It is awesome having you and Captain Poland available. Yeah, I think he's passed out, so that's a second bottle lay, of vodka. Lay on the floor and snore. I might put so, peanut butter somewhere. <laughs> and i'm gonna wrap this up really quick uh okay. check out shutter time with sid and for their editorial and opinionated photography podcast mm -hmm. um really good stuff there you're making them sound like bastards hey no, this is the are. title from their website oh okay sorry so, yeah. it, <laughs> so it i'm is. just reading it right there i, I do um, want to say and adam i don't want to <laughs> interrupt your your ending here but i do sure. want to say <laughs> listeners if you are into photography please do go check out Shutter Time. I mean, this it's a fantastic show. I've been honored to be on their show a number of times now, and they keep asking me back for some reason. But um, <laughs> if you're interested in photography, but you want to hear more than just gear talk, you want to hear about, Mac, what's the phrase? The art of arting. That's right. 
and get get a little Art more farting. Yeah, That's get a Adam. little more. <laughs> get a little more behind the scenes with with it, and, and a little more in depth with your photography talk. Absolutely, go check them out. Show them some digital soup love, and let them know you know how much you love the show. Because Sid and Mac both are two of the most amazing people that I've met, and very very thankful to call them both friends and and to be able to just listen to their show and, and get to join them as well. So. I couldn't couldn't promote them any more than I do already. Well, you no. probably could. Fantastic. But, you know. I mean, probably could, could, but I think that that's <laughs> well, give them money, hire a marketing you. firm. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Guys, and real quick before we end, I just want to throw a shout out to user lbmom24 on yes. iTunes who left who left us a nice review. Thank you very much. We sure appreciate that. She gave us five stars, and uh, that's just fantastic to to hear more people listening to our show. Tell a friend about us. Mm-hmm. And so we are just thrilled that we were able to do 50 episodes of this. You know, for us three friends, this is just, just a, th- just awesome that we've been able to do this and take take this time even just to talk to each other once a week. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's right. just fantastic. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we can't wait to play another one for you. Episode 51 coming up next week. So from all of us at the Digital Suit Podcast, and additionally Shutter Time with Sid and Matt, um, we just want to thank you guys, and we'll catch you later. Ciao. Take care, guys. I was not I was not yet born. No, me neither. Adam was correct though. Michael Jackson did purchase all the Beatles. What do we have beeping? Uh my general manager's calling me. I'm gonna have to put myself on mute, and we'll just come back to it. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Is this real? I don't know. He muted himself. Well, the show must go on. <laughs> no, well, I guess we'll we'll hit pause. Yeah. Um. What well, we won't literally hit pause, but interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll general manager's we calling an, an hour. <laughs> yeah. What, what we do in hours, we just say stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And then whatever just gives you a mark where you want to just cut everything in between stop and then when you're ready to go you just say action and you just go gotcha and then that bit between stop and action you can delete that would be smart empty space what if uh what if jason's employee was really like some spy and he was like brainwashed (laughs) and he was issuing a code and now you just unlocked it via music and i just and jason just used me basically it's kind of crazy though a general manager calling him at what is what eleven forty two his time at night? Yeah, that's a little bit weird, huh? Yeah, you at know what? Eleven forty two. After yeah, he he's be- an hour what ahead what of us. What time zone here. is he? He's uh what? What time zone? He's uh, Pacific, Eastern time. So that would be an hour behind me. No, no, he's an I'm, hour he's right an, now. It's nine. You're an hour behind us here, and he's yeah, an I'm hour nine, the right. other direction. Yeah, it's eleven forty-two no, for Jason. That, that would be he would be in New York. Yeah, he's in that time zone. Eastern time. Yeah, he's yeah, in, he's in Eastern he's in that time zone. He's Eastern in time zone. Yeah, he yeah. lives in Ohio. Yeah, he's out okay. that way. My my, my general uh, geography of United States is kind of see. Iffy. That's why last time was it last week when you guys had me on last week, the week before, yeah. whatever it was. I, I got I, I was rushing home like oh man they need me on at this time and I was rushing mm. home and I was still thinking it was the time zone difference between Jason and Adam and I. And so I'm rushing home. I get all fired up. I'm sitting here. I'm like, the heck? No one's on. 
<laughs> What's going on exactly. here? And then finally, yeah, I'm, I'm hey, talking. Yeah, to are Adam. you guys coming on? It's like. No, it's seven o'clock, man. <laughs> you yeah. got two hours. Yeah. Oh, damn, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I, I still have to listen to that episode because I want to hear the what happened there. But yeah, you know, it just dawned on me today in some random restaurant in Ohio, some guy was randomly saying stuff, and I wrote a song about it. Yeah, and put it on the internet. There you go. It's weird. Are you in the show notes, Mac? Yeah. Okay. I just pasted a screenshot of where Ohio is for you. <laughs> it should be it should show up under the windscribe giveaway ah, in a second I see. okay i got you I, I thought ohio was the other way ah, yeah yeah he's just uh West. that's um like that might have been idaho oh yeah <laughs> i don't Idaho's know over there yeah idaho ohio is same bloody thing. exactly less potatoes but <laughs> <laughs> what's round on both ends and high, high in, the, in middle. the middle ohio <laughs> Uh, Looney Tunes is what I remember that from. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. What should we talk about? I don't know. Mac, you <laughs> were out shooting. You broke your digital. You, you broke your oh, film yes, I roll. Broke out my digital. <clears throat> no, I shot the film roll, but it didn't, because I, right now I'm I'm being frugal with right. with, the, uh, with the film. Right, right. So all right, I'm back. Sorry, guys. Cool. All right, everything and back good? at twenty seven thirty two. Oh yeah, he just thought uh, I had called him from work, but I didn't. Oh, so we were guessing that your employee was actually a secret spy and had accidentally cracked and was speaking the code <laughs> words. Oh yeah, 